Hey everybody, Jeff here, and welcome to All Things Family. Today we're going to continue discussing my family because there is just so much dysfunction there that, you know, we've always got something to talk about. Today, um, mostly what we're going to hit on is my brother. I have uh, two younger brothers, and the next oldest is who we're going to talk about. When um, my dad got clean and sober he did it a year before i did and our relationship was not real good at that time we were you know starting over and 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 learning who each other really was and we lived together we moved into a house together and you know i thank god for that because it really brought us a lot closer um but at that time my sister was still out you know, drinking and drugging, and she had three little kids. Well, that uh, didn't go over well with me, you know, and I told my dad that we couldn't keep watching them for days on end with her out partying. And my brother decided that he would take them in, and he did, you know, he and my sister was okay with that. So she lets him come pick up the kids and, and they go stay with him, and this is during the summer, so, you know, they didn't have to change schools or anything yet. And then he told her he wanted the child support that she was receiving from the two different fathers, and she refused to do that. And we were riding, my dad and I, on the truck one day, and and he's complaining about my brother and says, you know, all that little shit ever thinks about is money. You know, that's the only reason he wants that child support from your sister is because of the money, it has nothing to do with taking care of those kids. And at the time, I was I was a little angry when he said that. You know, that's my brother you're talking about. And I jumped him. You know, I said, no, wait a minute. You know, how dare you say something like that? You know, here he is taking care of these three little kids, and she hasn't paid a cent for it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, I I didn't I didn't see anything there that that would point to the direction that you know he was greedy and and was after that money I mean because it really wasn't all that much anyway and he and his wife both had good jobs and you know were not hurting whatsoever financially so you know it, it was no big deal to me well then as the years go by uh, my dad passed away uh, in the house that we lived together in and I and my future wife and our kids we moved and we moved into my brother's house. And he and his family had bought another home about 30 miles away or so. And this one was empty. And so he asked me, you know, as a favor, why don't you come in and stay, you know, and, and we'll do like a rent to own. If you want to pay it off at any time, you can. And if not, all it is is, is the, the rent will be the house costs, the insurance, and the taxes. You'll pay all that, and then I don't have to worry about it. And at the time, you know, we needed a place to live, so sure, why not? So we move into this house, and we lived there for, oh my, 13 years. And never really had a problem. Now, when he had this house, he put an addition on it. 
And whoever built that addition really did not know what they were doing because the, the roof leaked ever since that addition was put on. And it started on one side of the house and it must just have followed a beam all the way because it leaked all the way across into every room that was on that new addition. Now, I had went up and tried to fix that several times. There was one spot where the roof actually ran into the frame of the window. And I thought, well, that's got to be it, you know. So I, I take that window out and, and close that in a little bit and put in a smaller window. And it helped. Okay, so now the only time the house leaks is when we have a, an extremely heavy rain. So that was maybe three times over the last probably seven years. So we, uh, my wife gets a, a promotion and a transfer. So we're leaving and the, the house is not in great shape. You know, we've lived there a long time. So of course it's not in great shape, but I didn't think anything of it. You know, I figured he's going to tell me what needs to be done. I'm going to, you know, drive back to the area and stay a week or two and help him fix stuff up. But it, it didn't quite work that way. I had come back, um, the week after we moved to finish cleaning the house and get everything ready. And he sent me a text that said, you know, get off my property. I don't want you there anymore. And we're going to court. And I'm going, what the heck? I mean, you know, hello. I, I don't even know what's going on. It's like, we're going to court. Yep. So the roof still leaks. Uh, there's uh, mold in one room and, something to do with the kitchen sink the floor around the kitchen sink was was bad and okay so we uh we actually went to court and we're sitting there and he's saying that you know the roof leaks there's uh ceiling some of the ceiling stuff needs to be replaced and and there's mold in there and the bathroom counters all need to be replaced and something else i don't i don't remember exactly what it was and the judge looks at me and says you, you know what what do you have to say about that and i said oh, everything he said is true and the judge kind of had a funny look and i said no everything is true the problem is your honor is that everything is pre-existing you know my brother built this addition and when he did so whoever did it did not do a good job so the roof has always leaked you know we've re-roofed we've uh changed that window you know we've done a lot of things and it just hasn't stopped you know but it hasn't been that we didn't try and then the other part with the kitchen sink is that the foundation is sinking in so the wall is coming in at the top and you couldn't even tell if it was leaking or not because the water and everything was running to the outside of the house so every time, you know, the house would shift, that would break the drain on the sink. So we'd have to fix the drain. And we kept doing that and doing that and doing that. But other than that, you know, unless you're going to jack up the foundation, there's really nothing else you can do. So it went from a $5,000 lawsuit to, I think I owed him about 400 bucks because I agreed, you know, maybe I should have paid closer attention to that drain, but I didn't. You know, so the judge fined me $400 for that. The other thing, though, was after he had filed the case against me, you know, he had the nerve to call me. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, maybe we're going to work this out. I'll come help him, whatever. No, 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 no. 
His wife is a nurse, and a friend of hers was dying of cancer. And this woman wanted to make them guardians of their children, you know, that uh, they could take the kids in and take care of them. Well, my brother calls me and asks me about foster care. And, you know, I said, you have to go through, I think it was like 13 weeks of classes, you know, and you get your certificate and all that. And, and I said, That's, that shouldn't be a problem. I said, but if she's making you guardianship, I said, all you have to do is adopt. You don't have to go through the legal system or anything. You know, you're getting legal rights. Well, no, I don't want to do that because if I do that, then I'm not getting the $2,000 a month if they were just foster kids. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, I never really saw this in him. I don't know why. I mean, he's always saved his money and bought nicer things. And, you know, that's okay. You know, I I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't see where that had anything to do with, with being greedy. But to have the opportunity to take someone's kids from a person who is dying and the only reason you want to do that is so you can try and become a foster parent and get 500 bucks a month per kid. That's, that's sick. I mean, that's just, there's something wrong there, you know? And, and I felt so bad because I really needed to apologize to my dad. You know, he was right the whole time and I didn't see it. And I'm protecting my brother, you know, standing up for for his reputation and everything against my own dad and here to come find out that old dad was just a little bit smarter than me. And, you know, it, it really shocked me because he and I were really close. I mean, we used to do everything together. I mean, the family functions and, and vacations and all of that. You know, I love to be around him. He's a really funny guy. And when we get together, it's, it's, it's just, well, it can be a mess. Um, one year it was Christmas time and we did our Christmases together at that time. And we got my boys, these, um, oh, laser tag guns. And so I and him had to break them in before the kids got them. And, and well, we broke them in, all right? They were broke. <laughs> the kids never got to play with them. I mean, that's just how I and my brother was that, you know, to find out, you know, years later that that all of that was, was just an act, you know. And I don't, I don't get what the, what he gets out of it. You know, I don't, I don't know what the outcome for him is that makes that a benefit. You know, I, I don't understand how the importance of the dollar is that important to, you know, hurt other people. And then, you know, the, these kids, this mother's wanting them to take the kids and, and you know, you, you pass on that because you're not going to get that money. And I don't see how you can do that to kids. I just, you know, because I've been a foster parent, you know, and it's, it's, it's sad and it's tragic, you know, how these kids end up in the system. And, you know, most of them blame themselves, you know, and I never did follow up, you know, beans I'm not in the state anymore, but I don't know who took those poor little kids. You know, it's probably a good thing. It wasn't him. I mean, who knows what would have happened with them being as it was all about the money for him. I'm pretty sure that not much of that was going to get spent on those kids that it's just, I don't know. It's sad that, that this is the kind of things that happen within our families, 
You know, another thing while we're kind of, I don't know, talking about ugliness, if you ask me, is a death in the family. You know, especially if it's, you know, the matriarch or patriarch of the family, if it's mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whatever. It, it, it seems that in my family, on both sides, they just all go nuts. You know, my uh, grandmother on my dad's side passed away. Grandpa was already gone for a few years. She had made up these photo albums for each family. And so there was uh, five photo albums with special pictures inside for each family. And then, you know, when she passed and each family was supposed to get their photo album. So we're at the funeral and grandma's house was three houses down from the church. So, you know, it was just a quick walk to, to go to the funeral and everything. And we're at the funeral and then they had the little, you know, luncheon afterwards and we're as the family were hanging out and then you know a few hours later we go over to the house and there's my aunt and my cousin going through those photo albums and picking out the pictures that they wanted from everybody else's photo album and it's just petty stuff like that that I don't get you know my parents did not talk with the other aunts and uncles for years over some of that stuff. And, 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 and most of it did result from my grandparents passing, you know, that, and they didn't have anything, you know, that's the funny part. They were fighting over stupid little crap that, that really had no difference. Most of it did not have any sentimental value. It was just something to fight over They you know, I don't want him to have it. So I'm going to try and get it. And, the same thing happened. You know, my mom died when she was 41 years old. So she's never met any of the grandkids or anything like that. And after she had died, my dad had taken, she had this antique uh, china hutch with this antique china. Um, oh, there was a couple other pieces that went with that. And my dad sold them. And I come come back to visit one day and all that stuff is gone. And, and I said, dad, I said, you know, where's all mom's stuff? He says, Oh, I sold it. I said, what? He says, yeah. He says, I sold it. He says, I don't know how long I'm going to be around anymore. And I've seen what happens, you know, when, when someone in the family dies and there's property to be dispersed, he says, and, and, and I didn't want you kids fighting over that stuff. And he says, and I can guarantee you that was what was going to happen. And at first, you know, I was a little angry because that was my mom's stuff. And then the more I thought about it, he was right, you know, because I was going to fight tooth and nail for that china hutch. You know, I don't even know how old that thing was, but it was worth, you know, several thousand dollars. And it was just, it was my mom's, you know. So, of course, I was going to fight for that. And then, you know, as the years go on and it's like after he dies, you know, my dad didn't have a lot when he died. And here we were, I'm going through boxes and stuff and, and letting all my brothers and sister, you know, yep, I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And some of the fights that, that they got in over that stuff was ridiculous, you know, and I, I just tried to stay out of it. And I don't know, eventually my, my brother and my sister fought over a rocking chair and 
I tried to step in, and, and maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I said, you know, maybe he should have the rocking chair, being since when Mom died, you got all of her rings and stuff. And she did not care for that at all, and then that alienated her more from me, and I don't know. I, it just family is 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 tough you know that especially when the death comes in it just i don't know it just really tears a family apart and it's all about well i don't want to say that it's about selfishness and greed because i don't think that's exactly what it is um i can't really put a word on it but i mean there are just certain things that you want with the sentimental value and somebody else wants the same thing and most of it is little stuff you know move on there's there's other stuff here we can pick and the thing that really shocked me the most was my mom used to collect reindeer these deer statuettes you know ceramic and and metal and and every time they'd go on a trip or dad would go on a trip they came home with these little figures figurines of of deer and nobody wanted those dad had kept those after mom died you know for years and i'm thinking wow we're really gonna have to fight over this stuff because i wanted a couple you know and i didn't care which ones they were moms you know let's all share them it's okay and everybody picked like one and that was it and then i ended up with all the deer (laughs) you know so the things that you think are going to be sentimental value are not and then the things, you know, that, that you don't think are, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. But I guess the the big thing to do or try to do is just to have patience and to remove yourself from the situation if you can. You know, maybe go outside and take a break or if you're a smoker, go smoke a cigarette or, or whatever, you know, go to the store and get a drink, a soda, a coffee, alcohol, I don't care, you know, whatever it takes to, to just you know, distance yourself for a little while and come back with a calmer, clearer head can, can always help. And I don't know, sometimes when these feelings get hurt, it's a lot deeper than what we know. And it's harder to come back from that. You know, it's, it's hard to make those amends and, and those apologies. And I think it's even harder with family. I don't know why, but it is. It's harder to say something to the ones you love that, I don't know, it's easier to hurt those we love than it is a stranger. And because we always figure that if we hurt somebody within our family unit, you know, they're going to get over it because we love each other. And, you know, and that's not always the case. You know, now when we go back and talk about my brother, if he were to call me today and say he'd need a kidney, I'm going to donate a kidney. You know, that's my brother. I love him. I don't like him. I don't know if I ever will again, but I do love him. You know, I love my brothers and sister. It doesn't mean that I'm going to hang out with them because they're all out there still using drugs and alcohol, so I can't be around them. But I can guarantee if they need help, I'm going to be there for them because that's just what we do for the people that we love. Um, I think that's probably enough for today. You know, woe is me. (laughs) Hopefully we can come up with a little brighter topic for the next episode. And, uh, you know, guys, hang in there. And the family can suck, but yet 
you know, the most rewarding thing is is having the love around you. So with that, I will say goodbye and hope you guys will be back for the next episode. Bye. <laughs>